to another gorgeous day. It's kind of a like, it makes that music kind of gets you, I don't know, it's hooked. It gets me hooked. That's the word I'm looking for. It gets me hooked. But another gorgeous day on planet Earth and another day of Dose of Did You Know, where intriguing, inspiring, unique individuals come to talk love and life and how it has plopped them in this world. Today, I am your host, Danny Rocco, and with me is the beautiful all the way from the West Coast, Miss Mia. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I have been looking forward to this. Well, I was looking forward to this way before we met. Um, and then, yes, because a little birdie named Tommy had told me about you. And then we met the last time I was in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so fun. And then you showed me your film. But before we start going, tell the world a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is Mia Rivera. I'm a very proud U.S. Army veteran, combat medic, and I am originally from the Bay Area. I moved to L.A. to pursue first songwriting and then ultimately filmmaking. Uh, so I'm a creator, uh, writer, producer, actor, songwriter. Uh, you name it, I'm sort of trying to wear a lot of hats. <laughs> and you do it well. How did you transition to that? Because that's one of the questions that, I mean, you're a spitfire. All of you are like this tall because we went out and took a picture. I think there's a picture out there on my page and I'm legit <laughs> bending down as I'm squatting and, I, and I'm still like towering over you. I'm like, seriously? Well, in all fairness, you were wearing heels and I wasn't. <laughs> I am all of five feet tall. I finally made it to five feet tall. I was at 4'11 for a painfully long time uh, in my teens. And I was like, am I ever going to reach, you know, five feet tall? So I, I got the short end of the stick. You know, what can I say? Yeah, yeah. there was definitely a foot difference that day. And it, it was hilarious. <laughs> but, but so how did you? I kind of make it up with hair, you know? Have you noticed I always kind of have the high hair happening? Hey, you got to do what you got to work with what you got, you know? So true. Man, I do that every day. I wake up, I'm like, all right, God, what's it going to be today? Like, what has sagged? What has moved? What do I need to put back into place? I mean, Lord, you hit a certain age and just, it's not all the same anymore. Girl, you are beautiful inside and out. So I don't know what you're worrying about. <laughs> okay, but my serious question, my serious question that I want to know is like, I feel like, yeah, right? Serious. No, because I don't make lines and we don't want that. It's how did you go from army medic, which, which makes me think of one thing, into this whole other actress, singer, songwriter, producer? How did that transition happen? Because I feel like that wouldn't be easy or natural. Well, to be honest, I started off writing poetry when I was, you know, probably three feet tall. And um, <laughs> uh, no, as a little girl, I start off writing poetry. And mm -hmm. one of the poems had a melody in my mind. And I was like, how, how bizarre this melody going with my poem. Um, and I just couldn't forget it even with my bad memory. So um, finally I thought, oh, you know, this poem wants to be a song. So let me figure out how to, mm -hmm. how to do that. So, you know, lots of stumbling, lots of, falling yeah. by the wayside, picking myself up by the bootstraps. So that was something that started with me many, you know, as a little girl. Um, now joining the army, well, there was, it was several fold. Um, I, am, I love our country. I feel so blessed to have been 
born here, so lucky. Um, and I just, I just love our country. So I've always been very patriotic. Mm -hmm. um, and I also wanted to challenge myself, you know, um, giving away a little bit of my generation, uh, the commercial for joining the army was be all you can be. And so I wanted to see what I could be. And um, so, you know, also they would always say, you know, the army does more before nine o'clock than most people do all day. And I tell you, that is true. <laughs> Absolutely true. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, I applied all those wonderful lessons and the strength that I didn't know I had until I joined the army. Yeah. Um, to, and I applied it to every area of my life. So, mm -hmm. so you didn't yeah. just like, ah, such a lesson, such a lesson that everything that you do ripples, whether you consciously do it or you subconsciously do it, it ripples into every aspect of your life. That's why they always say like the people you hang out with will determine who you become it, in your thoughts. All of a sudden you can look back five years and be like, ah, you know, if you ever have those moments of like, how did I get here? Well, what were your surroundings for five years? That's what it is. So yeah. you consciously kind of taken that philosophy and that truth and have have applied it. And then you went back to something that was so it seems like so embedded in your soul that that writing, that creative side that so many of us throw to the waste. Like, I mean, I've done it. I used to be this amazing artist. I used to do sketches and they were brilliant. They all burnt in a fire we had at my father's house. So all I have is this memory. You have to take my word for it. But there were people out there that have seen it beside me. But I never took it back up. And I think I tried it once since then in a plane ride. And I was like, oh, I still got it. But that was it. It didn't it didn't spark. Actually, it didn't spark that same passion that I had for it back then. But this has like stayed with you. I mean, did you write while you were serving? I mean, did you always write even before that? Has it been consistent in your life? Yes. And I think it started when I was little because most people wouldn't believe it now, but I was shy as a little girl. So I think that writing uh, gave me an opportunity to, you know, not be on the outside looking in, but to, in my writings, be, you know, on the inside looking out, you know, or not bothering to look out <laughs> at who's looking in. Um, so I, uh, it, yeah, it definitely stayed with me. Uh, definitely while I was serving, I, I wrote because that was the best way that I knew to, to deal with whatever I was going through at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so it definitely stayed with me. And, and you know, um, my parent, I had planned on going into law um, and had very shortly before I finished uh, my time in the army, I joined the, I went from, you know, being a medic to the JAG unit actually, but it was mm -hmm. very, very short lived. And, uh, uh, because I was exploring that. And in college, I, you know, was sort of heading in that direction. Um, I had a very unusual major called rhetoric, um, which is not a major at most schools. But anyway, it's... What the hell is that? <laughs> it's like <laughs> analysis and debating and argumentation, verbally and in writing. So it really gave me a more critical eye, I guess you could say, or a more yeah. analytic eye uh, towards whatever I was writing. You know, I would, you know, free flow writing and then go back like with the editor's hat and, and really, 
you know, explore, try to explore, you know, because even then, uh, you know, I was dealing with characters, mm -hmm. um, you know, that I was interacting with or that I was living vicariously through. And so it, while it seems like totally different um, stages, it, it they really kind of, you know, can easily blend into into each other. So, you know, uh, long story short, I became a professional songwriter. And then after a while, um, I went into acting. And then from acting, I kind of revisited my writing to create characters and, and films and episodes and whatever that that I could be the star, you know? <laughs> yeah. Smart. <laughs> well, you know, everyone says that. So I thought, well, maybe there's something to that. You know, I yeah. don't know. I'll try it because I'm not getting any leading lady parts, you know, on, I'm getting a lot of parts, but they're, you know, they're like very fast and very few lines and, mm -hmm. you know, let me see. And, and also, um, I, while in my songwriting, I dealt with a lot of sad songs when it came to writing for, you know, scripts, I, for some reason, completely flipped the script and went to comedy and which is a part of really who I am. Um, and so it, it's just been an amazing ride. And I just feel like one thing has helped, uh, helped me move on to the next and given me more, more tools in my tool belt to, mm -hmm. you well, know, sure, sure seems that. And it kind of thinks like when you were writing, when you were younger and you were shy, mm -hmm. did, were you developing your personality through that? Because I know when we're people that are outgoing, they develop, and especially as children, they develop through that, how people react to the way they're reacting. And, you know, this is how our personalities are kind of molded. So did you kind of do it in a different way? Or did you feel like you were doing it through writing of how that creativity? Definitely, uh, definitely. Because, uh, you know, as, as a child that's shy, you know, you want to know what it's like to be the cool kids, you know, yeah. and so since I couldn't be the cool kids in real life, uh, I could write about it, you know, because yeah. I, was, I was always watching people, you know, because I wanted to know how different people act in different situations. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, maybe the most valuable skill I've had since I was a child was people watching, um, because that definitely helps you in songwriting, in, you know, script writing, in acting, so that you, if you're not actually going through something yourself, you can see how other people handle those situations mm -hmm. and decide if that's how you would want to handle it or if you wouldn't want to handle it that way. Right, right. I'm such a big people watcher. I mean, I like, I could sit <laughs> and watch. People fascinate me. Like, simply fascinate me. I, yes. I, I think it would be fun if there was some secret camera and <laughs> In my world, right? Yeah, yeah. And when I go back and look at it, I, I don't. I think it would be like looking at a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You really know how you act and what you say and how you interact with people because you're just in the moment and then it goes and. Yes. Maybe I don't want to see that, but it would be fascinating. <laughs> it would be fascinating. And for me, I know it would change my behavior completely. Because, oh, you know, when I think I'm being funny, like I'm probably the only one laughing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes. What can I say? That's all that matters. It's all that just right here. <laughs> I got to know about you wrote a script. 
Yes. And you acted it out. And um, I watched it. Funny. <laughs> Funny. It was one of those that, that um, it reminded me of something old, maybe like Archie Bunker, but not Archie Bunker. That's like going to give people the wrong thing. But with new, funny, just funny. Like, it's not disrespectful. Like, Archie was like, whatever, you know. Uh, um, but that's kind of maybe that the the characters or the way they look to remind me of that, that kind of error. But then with this new, it had this like new twist and just that kind of funny that you're like, oh my God, I think I've had that conversation before. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that because, you know, um, the way I write is really from just in here, you know, yeah. so far. I mean, uh, I haven't had to like go and, you know, purposely watch a certain group or whatever. I just pull from my own experience or my own sense of humor or a lot of times the what I wish I could say out loud, but it would be like a no-no. <laughs> but the characters in Lizzie's plan can say whatever because it's not me, it's the character, you know? Right, right. You can, Some of it is me. <laughs> you can totally say whatever you want to say, which is kind of cool. But this is, a lot of people are thinking exactly what you're thinking because I thought when I was watching that, I was like, ooh. I think I might have done that before in my life. I think that, I think that manipulation has come out. It might like once or twice. Um, yeah, you know. So you know, it's either something I've done, or I wished I could do, or I should have done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, or if that situation comes up, what I would like to do. You know, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's um, I think where I really enjoyed it was that was that was that piece of it, and you did great at pulling in because you are proud of your service. You do love this country, so you brought it in without it being in your face. You know. Um, and this is all who you are. You can definitely see in your creativity that you are more than just an army medic vet. You're more than just, you know, a singer songwriter. You really did well at diversifying how you come across. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, you know, when you're, this was my first film actually. And uh, the script came, came to be because I was taking a class where we were studying, it was for just veterans and we were studying ancient Greeks. And I, no one said this, but my feeling for the reason of the for having the class is so that it would help veterans deal with PTSD, perhaps, um, you know, to get them to talk mm -hmm. in the guise of these war stories that we were studying, you know, right. um, and tragedies, uh, the Greek tragedies. And uh, it was pretty heavy for me, quite honestly. So, and I'm kind of a procrastinator. So I waited till the last minute. I, I wrote out a script for, for a film. From the beginning, they said we could make a film, but you know, people could do anything they wanted. They could do a poem, a monologue, a play, a song, you know, whatever. Right. And uh, I was like, I think I would like to make a, a script, you know, and see where we go from there and then make a film, you know. So there were so many obstacles, so many obstacles. And I didn't have a clue, you know, I didn't know about, I mean, I knew about formatting a little bit because I had done acting already, but I didn't, you know, know that there were like softwares out there that you could use that would help you format and, yeah. you know, all these kind of technical things. 
Um, and we just had obstacle after obstacle, quite honestly, but it came, it, you know, we finished it on time. We got it turned in, you know, long story short, um, Lizzie's plan, the short film has, uh, gotten accolades in 20 countries, um, over, over a hundred accolades from, you know, the, the, from being an official selection to best of fest, best short film, best, uh, comedy, best actors, uh, best music, um, and more, you know, it's, it's just been, it's been amazing. I know that God did this because Mm -hmm. I certainly could not have done this. I mean, but don't get me wrong. We have an amazing family behind Lizzie's plan. And what I mean by that is the, the cast and the director. Um, our director, uh, was Joshua Lang of Mechanical Dragons. Uh, he's so amazing. He has, great experience directing plus he has all these creative ideas and editing background everything and then our cast is just like a godsend you know we have tony nevada who's a marine veteran we have bj lang who's an air force veteran we have george cantero who's an army veteran oh and josh is also an army veteran and i'm an army veteran so we were all veterans and uh so it was just amazing amazing and now we're getting ready to shoot um i I had written a pilot based on these characters and the success of of the short film and so now i've written a pilot and now 22 episode stories and you know just a fluke thing happened and and we've decided to to film an episode it's not the pilot episode because that's like a real big big ball wax you know but an episode and i'm very very excited about it Oh, I can't wait because it is one of those that you see and then you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with how are these characters going to develop? Um, they're really funny. They're they're That's all I got to say is they're really funny. You got to check it out. Um, but I was going to ask you, what was I going to say that I like was so curious? Oh, how did you go from the Greek? You're studying the Greek tragedies and think, oh, I'm going to make a comedy. Um, well, quite honestly, it was just so heavy, you know, Mm. and, um, my personal life has had its moments where it was been pretty heavy. And I, I think I just was like, I just can't, I just cannot deal with any more heavy stuff. So how can I make this really light, you know, just Mm -hmm. to break the tension, just to, you know, have a little levity in, in the situation. So that's when I just sort of let the the little girl and, and the immature girl in me go wild, you know, mm. and uh, this is what I came up with. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, whether it's my songs or, or script, you know, writing a script now or, you know, acting, I just see like a little film in my head and then I just start writing it. Like just, just as if you were taking notes on something you're watching. Yeah. That's kind of my process. That's how it how it comes about. That's kind of how the couple of documentaries that have been a part of, um, you know, and, and the documentary, it flows because it can change because you don't really know, but you got to st- have an outline of something. But it is, it's like a little picture mm-hmm. in there and you draw out the outline, draw out what, you know, what you think you want to capture and things like that. And then, you know, if it happens, awesome. You know, right, you right. Put it in if not, it tweaks, but you have this like visual foundation. But but I'm a visual person. You must be a visual person, and that's that's how it works out. And also back to like the heavy to the light. Mm-hmm. There is there's a lot of people that use humor to deal with what's heavy. It's not 
to cover it up. It's just that, yeah, we can have crap that happens, but that doesn't mean you can't see the good that comes out of it or the joy that is going to come out of it or just give a laugh like, oh my God, I lost my shit. And I must have looked like a crazy badass woman or something, whatever it is, right? Like <laughs> you can use humor to deal with pain and suffering. Yes. And tragedy that happens. So absolutely. I mean, sometimes you just need a break, you know, yeah. just a mental and emotional break from it. And, you know, go watch something you, you love on TV or on video or, you know, on the internet or whatever, just to give yourself a break to kind of, to, to kind of, get your strength back, you know, to yeah. try to make, make it so that you can, I guess, kind of like a boxing match. Okay. You know, you get knocked out, you sit there for a second, the little stars are going around, you know, <laughs> <laughs> My right. okay. Uh, time to get back up again, you know, so for the next round. So I, I think that's how I, I see comedy for me as a writer and even just, you know, as a viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are like that perfect, I was watching some, I don't know, Netflix show, like Stupid as Unfolding Laundry earlier. And it was like, I forget the name of it. I'll have to tell you, but it, they're like Korean. And so it, it's a based out of Canada. They have this little like convenience store and it's about, and they're Korean. And so the whole thing, like one episode was like, your son's not a doctor. He's not a lawyer. And I'm like, they need Mia in their life because you're the doctor, you know, the, the army medic, maybe not doctor, but army medic. You're, you're going to be a lawyer. You're like the every Korean, Canadian Koreans dream. Probably going to get some hate message from that, but it's based on the Netflix show. <laughs> well, to my parents' dismay, I did not go into law. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, they would have really loved to have that, but no, unfortunately for them, but, but fortunately for me, like a lot of the decisions I made, um, I, I made it on my own and fought the, fought the odds and fought the, you know, consensus. Um, so. And you yeah. have all those awards back there to prove and in here to prove that basically you can do whatever you put your mind to. You little short little nugget, you. Seriously, I'm gonna be wearing the flip-flops. You can wear the five-inch heels next oh, time. Oh, you know it. Might meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, somewhere. close enough with the hair and the heels. And if you wear like some kind of shoes that you know make you shorter than the ground, <laughs> like I'll stand on the curb and you stand on the street, and then you know, so we have that plus yeah, yeah. heels plus some big hair, and you know, It'll I'll work be out. eye to eye for a change. <laughs> right? Instead of here. That's right. Okay. Instead here. of being like. Hello. Okay. I'm like, here, Mia, right here, <laughs> where I am. Then I have to be like, hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had so much fun with you today. Thank you for sharing how you got to where you are. Um, I love your story. Where can people see your short film? Well, they can visit my website and that is www.mia-rivera.com and that's www.mia-rivera.com and uh, contact me through the form there to see it. Um, we're kind of at the tail end of our um, film festival circuit and so we haven't been able to publicly play mm -hmm. it besides the film festivals yet but um, I can give you the password. And so if you contact me that you're interested in seeing it through the website, then I'm happy to share it with you. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. you and anybody who actually takes the effort to click and message, because I know as a society, that's like way too many steps to actually do. You won't, <laughs> it will be worth your while. You won't regret any of that. But Mia, before I let you go, I ask that you answer this last question with the first thing that comes to your mind. You don't have to explain it. In this moment right now, what does love mean to you? Right now, love of my career um, and where it's hopefully going is, is super important, but family also. Um, so it's, it's kind of the balance of the two right now uh, for me and how, how to balance them and, and give them each their proper due. I guess mm, that is good. And everyone needs to have that in their life. And it's true. It is a love. It's a love for what your passion is. You can see your passion and your purpose and also that love for your family and finding the way that it both works. And that's how it both works in your world. No one else's for, for you. That is, that is love. You are so, you are so right on. You are so right on. Wow. Thank you, teacher. Yeah, you're welcome. And that's from a relationship expert. So you can take that one to the bank. That's wow. true, right? Oh, wow, we're going to have to have a whole other set of conversations about that then. <laughs> yeah, next time we meet. We I might not want to have wine involved. We might just, or maybe we do. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that part out as it comes. But yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. And to everybody else that is out there, remember, as always, love hard, love pure, and love proactive. Until next time, take care. Thanks for having me.